What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Lessons in the Trenches podcast. Today, our guest sitting with me here today is Tony Zach. Tony, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great, Jackson. Thanks for having me. Oh, no problem. So, Tony is the current national sales manager of Speedy Mason, the head of Bleeding with Power, which is a men's conference here, and then the state leader of SRT, which is Special Response Teams. So, Tony, how we started on the podcast, let me throw you a little bit of a curveball question. So your question today is a hot dog a sandwich? A hot dog is not a sandwich. Really? <laughs> I'm, I'm on the hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. Okay, so you've got, you know, my thought of a hot dog is, uh, you know, you've got a hot dog bun. But with a sandwich, you've got, you know, two pieces of bread or some sort of hoagie or something like that. So um, if, if I was going to eat a hot dog sandwich, I'd have to put it on some sort of hoagie or between two layers of bread. That would be my opinion on how that works. But, of course, if I'm from Chicago or something like that, I can't put any ketchup on it or anything like that, of course. But, you know, that's a whole Chicago thing. So True. Uh, forget about it, you know. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> So let's talk about your lesson in the trenches. What is your lesson? So lesson in the trenches for me is uh, trying to uh, figure out what your identity is and and putting pride aside. Um, I had a uh, I've got a a very interesting story. you know, in 1999, I started my construction company. I was a, the age of 21, and uh, I was uh, I was a pup, just uh, just a fresh out of uh, tech. And uh, you know, I, I didn't do the whole college thing and, and whatnot. I did some tech classes and whatnot. But started my company in 1999, very young. I got very active in uh, the community. Um, did a lot of stuff in there. Um, I sat on the village board for. Uh, four years in Holman. Um, I was involved in Rotary and I was involved in all sorts of the Builders Association. Uh, sat on the board for the Cross Area Builders Association for eight years. Uh, I was president there for uh, one of those eight years. Uh, a lot of a lot of things I was involved in, but the really the, the thing that really uh, defined me as a person was my company, Empire Development and Construction. Um, I found a ton of success in that. Um, I had I had a great I had a great staff. I had salespeople. I had designers. The whole the whole nine yards. And through those years, um, at, at a young age, I found a lot of success in that. I was uh, I was uh, named Big Fifty by Remodeling Magazine. I was Forty Under Forty by Professional Remodeling Magazine. Um, wow. I had I, I won the Parade of Homes a couple of times. Wow. Um, it was it was insane. And uh, in the industry, we always say that there's that uh, it only takes one bad client to take you out. And unfortunately, I signed that contract. And um, I ended up having a a very difficult time with this particular uh, client. And essentially, what happened was I ended up losing my business over it. And it was it was tough. It was it was really tough. And as I as I went through that, um, I I ran this company for 13 years, again, with all the success and, and all that kind of stuff. But but through that, it was all about me. Mm-hmm. And my identity was in my company. It was all about empire development. And the pride that, that I had with that, when that's all stripped away, it's very difficult to, to overcome that. And so, so how do you overcome something like that, Jackson? It's, it's, uh, it, 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 really, it really spun me into a depression. 
It really did. So, Understandably. You know, and, and as I shut down my company, I went to another company and was working business development. And, you know, a lot of people would, would see me and they'd be like, oh, Tony, you're so happy. And we see you on Facebook and everything looks great. And you got this new job and new opportunity. But really inside, I was I was dying inside. I had, I, I was depressed. I, I lost a bunch of weight. I, I was drinking too much. I was, I was, I was just completely checked out. I wasn't, I wasn't talking to my friends much. I, I it was just really, really difficult. So one day I was, I was actually driving, uh, driving up to a leading with power. And I thought to myself, uh, you know, Claire, I thought to myself, you know, I've got to do something different. I have to, I have to make a change in order for me to, to get out of this depression that I was in. So I, I threw in a, a cassette, and it was uh, it was uh, Jack Canfield's Success Principles, a phenomenal book. If you haven't read that book, please write that down. Jack Canfield's Success Principles. That is that that will, that book will change your life. I, I will guarantee you if you if you listen to it. But there's there's one part in in the audio book that um, that I heard where uh, Jack talks about um, uh, Azim Jamal. And Azim Jamal started a, a thing called the Power Hour, and what that is, it's a it's an it's it's this hour of power where you uh, where you where you work out for 20 minutes and you do some meditation for 20 minutes and then you're in a good book for 20 minutes, right? So it's 20, 20, and 20, so it makes up an hour. Pretty easy math. So <laughs> what I did is I just decided, you know what, I'm going to. Uh, my, my wife gets up early in the morning, so I'm going to get up early in the morning and I'm going to start doing this power hour or hour of power. And so I got on the treadmill and I did 20 minutes. And then in, instead of the uh, meditation, I, and, and well, I got in a, into a good book. So I was reading, reading my Bible. I got back into my Bible and uh, the book that I was reading, um, it was uh, uh, contentment, uh, the, the, I can't remember who the author is, uh, Richard something, but but the book is Contentment. So I'm I'm reading this book, and then I'm in my Bible, and then I did about uh, 20 minutes of you know Bible and prayer. So as I started doing this, I, I started to pull out of that depression. Um, so I'm I'm working for this company, and um, I I'm, I'm starting to to climb out of this depression, shutting down my my construction company, and and as I as I was going through that, I started to open up with my band of brothers. I started to bring those guys back in. You know, I think I've got, you probably talked to a lot, some of these guys on your podcast before, um, but, uh, but I really needed that. So I'm, I'm, I was really having to work on myself. And, and so as I'm, as I'm working for this company, um, I end up having to, uh, I, have, I have to file bankruptcy. Really? No, it was it was dreadful. It, it was wow. terrible. So, I have to file bankruptcy, and you know, I'm I'm, I'm trying to pull out of all this kind of stuff. And it was um, it was early January, and I I am working for this new company. I get uh, I'm I'm supposed to go up to Leading with Power in Eau Claire. We we this is uh, this is 2015 January 2015, and uh, my friend uh, Adam is going to meet me at the office, and him and I are going to go up to Leading with Power in Eau Claire. And I get called into my boss's office and I walk in and I see him sitting at the table and our HR manager sitting next to him or across the table from him. And I, I walked into the room and I threw my hands down on the table and I said, well, this doesn't look good, does it? <laughs> and uh, he uh, he mentioned that, uh, well, I'm not going to be working here anymore. The company is doing a bunch of layoffs and stuff like that. So so that day I, I walked out 
with my box from my office and uh, I was let go with about six other um, head people in the company and uh, I, I told my friend Adam just meet me in my house and, and we'll go from there so Adam Adam walks in he sees me carrying out this box and he's like dude what like what happened and I said well I, I just lost my job and uh, you know two weeks prior I'd filed bankruptcy so things are spinning out of wow. control for me I mean it was it was tough so I'm not sure what I'm gonna do like I I, I've been, I, I just, I was, I was flabbergasted, but I was at a place in my life where I, I had pulled out of this depression and, and I started to really focus on myself and, you know, rely on, rely on my, my relationship with Christ and to, to pull me through this. So, so anyway, Adam, Adam asked me, and I remember I'm standing at my table in my, in my uh, kitchen and he says, uh, so, so what do you want to do? And, and I'm like, I, I don't, I don't know. And he says, well, what's your passion? And I said, well, it sounds kind of weird, but I have a passion for the hearts of men. And he says, well, what does that mean? And I said, I, I think that I need to start leading with power in lacrosse. And he said, well, get to it. So, so <laughs> that was, that's, that's exactly what I did. So in those, in those few weeks that, that I didn't have a, didn't have a job, um, it was, uh, it was, it was really crazy. I'm, I was actually starting to, uh, put together my advisory team. I started to reach out to venues. I started to reach out to speakers like Stephen Mansfield, um, and, and people like that in that month. And I, I, I was interviewing with different companies and stuff like that. I sent out my resume and I had, I had two companies that were, that were kind of, kind of going for me. And, um, it was a month later in February, I, I drove up to Leading with Power in Eau Claire, and we announced to that group that we were starting the the second chapter of Leading with Power in Cross, and the place erupted. The place went nuts. I mean, really? there were like 250 guys there, and they were like, yeah, then we, need, we need to do this. And after that lunch, after I, after I announced that, I had two job offers on my phone right after that lunch wow. that day exactly a month wow. later and it was a job that was uh more money um they actually paid for the time that i was off i mean it was it was completely incredible and it was is what what some of us call it a god thing mm -hmm. it was it was where 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 I'm, I'm i'm running this company and i'm doing all this stuff and i have I have no time for anything else, right? I'm just, I'm just focused on that. And sometimes God has to just say, you know what? Um, I need you to do something. And, and so I, I surrendered myself to that. And, you know, the, the big, the big takeaway um, is, is the pride that as men specifically, we have this pride and this identity in our, our, our jobs, right? And, and what we should do is we should be focusing that on our, walk with Christ and our families and our friends and our bands of brothers and, and people like that. So that's, that's really the, that's really the big thing to take away from that. Now, now when I, when I give my talk at leading with power, I, I have an analogy out there and I have a, just a diagram of a three-legged stool and I want you to picture a three-legged stool in your head, right? And those legs on that stool, if they're, if those legs are different lengths, right, the balance is off. Right. Mm -hmm. So you're going to sit in the stool. And if you sit in that stool and one of the legs are kind of awkward, you know, you're going to be shifting all over the place. Now, I want you to think every single leg, those three legs are your physical, your mental 
and your spiritual leg on that chair. And they make up the balance, which is the seat on it. So you, you got that in your mind. So what I need to do as, as, as a man, I need to try and keep that balance all the time. And that balance is going to be my, my physical leg, which is making sure that I'm staying in shape, I'm eating healthy, that kind of stuff. My, my mental leg, where I'm, I'm staying sharp in my, in my work or whatever that is. I'm reading books. I'm, 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 I'm looking for that knowledge, that information out there. And then my spiritual leg, my, my walk as a Christian man, my walk with Christ and making sure that, you know, I'm, I'm doing my prayer time. I'm in my Bible. I'm, I'm attending studies. I'm, I'm going to church, that kind of stuff. So when I have those three things that are balanced out, that's how I'm going to be able to balance out my life in my family and in my work and in my community. And when we, when we, when we do that, that's how we can pour into others and pour into our communities. Oh, that's so good. I uh, just, one thing I noticed is just when you said just finding yourself and through that depression, I think that's so relevant because so many people in my generation struggle with that. And I know quite a few friends. Would you talk a little more about that and how you found yourself? What was kind of your thing? So, you know, when, when you go through something like that, and it's obviously different for everyone, mm -hmm. right? I mean, um, you know, you, you might have to go and talk to somebody, um, a professional, you might have to get some medication to get things balanced out. For me, um, for me, it was just, I, I was so disconnected from everything. Um, I, I, I was so overwhelmed with my work and all the things financially that were going on that I couldn't even see through it. I mean, I, it was impossible for me to find my way. And my situation um, was, was really tough because what, what I had done in my construction company to, to lead to, to what we had gotten to was not really fault of my own. I mean, I, I obviously I'm there and, and, and some things I had, had to take responsibility for, but it was really difficult for me to go through that. So when I, when I sunk into this depression, I was, I was not, you know, I was not, you know, communicating with my family. I wasn't communicating with my friends. I was keeping it all inside. And that, that's very harmful for us. We need to find those people that we can talk to. Um, if you can't talk to your wife or your husband, um, you need to, you need to find somebody that you can rely on and somebody that is, is going to build you up. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's said that the, the five friends that you surround yourself with, you're going to be the average of that, of those five people, right? So if you got somebody that's, you know, uh, you know, real spiritual, uh, great business person, um, somebody that does a lot for the community, if, if those are your friends, you know, you're going to be that average, right? So find those people that you can, that you can talk to and open up and it's okay because what I found as I've gone through this, when I open up to somebody about that, then they're the first person to say, you know what, um, I went bankrupt too, or you know what, I had some depression as well, or I am struggling with this because we, as men, um, and I, I'm a man, so I, I, I talk <laughs> to men and, you know, I'm with the leading with power and stuff like that. That's a men's organization. Um, I, when, when I talk to men like that, they'll, they'll open up. So if you open up to somebody, chances are they're going to open back up to you and you have to show that vulnerability in order to, in order to grow. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, we, we say at leading with power, uh, leading with power is to build up men to be better husbands, fathers, leaders at work and leaders in the community. And we say it in that order, because if, if I'm, if I'm taking care of myself, I can now pour into my family. So, you know, I'm, 
with my wife, right? I can pour into my wife and, and make sure that our relationship is good. If our relationship is good, our, our family's going to be good. So uh, better husbands, better fathers. So I'm going to be a better father, right? A better leader at work. When I can be a better leader at work, that means that things are going to be going well. And then I can be a better leader in the community. And in that order, I, I kind of look at it as a bullseye. You know, you're right in the center and your relationship with Christ, right? That's, that's number one. Because frankly, Jackson, I can't, I can't change you. I can't change my wife. I can't change my kids. I can only change myself. Mm -hmm. So when I understand that, now I'm going to make sure that I'm as healthy as I can be. And then I'm going to then take that out to my wife and my children and my work and then my community. And then if you get a bunch of people that are doing that, then we can change the world. Right. So that's powerful. Say so one thing I noticed right when you said, you see, you started your construction company at 21. That's pretty relevant to my generation. Can you talk a little more, bit more about the entrepreneur, entrepreneurial mindset sure. at 21, how you started all that and what it took to get there? You know, um, I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't recommend doing that. Uh, I, would rather, <laughs> I would rather see, uh, see people go through, you know, get an associate's degree, do your four year, um, you know, figure out if, if you want to get into business, go and, and, and get a business degree. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I kind of threw myself out there and, and back in, in 96, 97, 98, 99, there, uh, some people were still like, Hey, should, should I go and do college or should I just get into the trades? Or, you know, there's a lot of, there were a lot of different things. I mean, now in, in the last probably, uh, five to 10 years, we've seen more of a push towards that, you know, go and get your four year degree or what, what I always say is number one, what's your passion? And then how can you make money at that passion, right? So if you, if you're good with your hands and you want to get into the trades, maybe a two year technical college or something like that, you know, get that trade and then, and then go and do some, do some work with a company that can, that can train you and build you up. Right. Um, so with, with me, I was like, you know, I'm just going to get into it. I started off with really small projects. Um, I hired my first employee in 2001. So I, I was on my own for a while and then we just kind of built from there. So, um, that, that entrepreneurial spirit is, I, I think in a lot of us, it's, and it's not for everybody. It, it really isn't. Um, but even, even today, as I work for Speedy Mason, um, I take that entrepreneurial mindset and I, I push that out. Um, the, the inventor of Speedy Mason, he hired me on because he, he invented a phenomenal product, but he, he doesn't have the, um, he doesn't have the skill set that I have with the connections with people, um, being able to, uh, take something like that and, and, and take it nationwide. So, you know, it's, I, I, I loved the experience, the 13 years of, of running Empire Development, but when I got into the other sect and, uh, the other sector, um, I would say that that's really kind of enlightened me on how, how it all works. It also helps, um, Speedy Mason was a startup, so I understand as the, you know, Shane is the owner of the company, I, I'm his employee, I understand you know, that it takes a lot to get a company off the ground and moving forward. So um, it's just, uh, I, I hope that kind of answers your question. Yeah. Is it a little different for you going from the boss to now the employee? Uh, big time. Big exactly. time. It took me. It took me quite a few years uh, to 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 change that mindset. I mean, when I shut down Empire and I went and worked for I worked for TCI for a little while, and then I worked for Market Johnson, and I worked with I worked with leaders there that 
Um, I, I was constantly critiquing. I, I really had to work again on myself to, to understand, all right, I do have a boss now. Yeah. I have to respect that person. They're in that leadership role. And it, it did take me some time. It took, it took me a few years. And even, you know, coming on to Speedy Mason, I had to put myself in that mindset to understand, all right, Tony, you, you now have to be led by, by somebody and, and you have to kind of humble yourself and, and going through this, that was, that was kind of what I really found out is that you have to sometimes eat a little humble pie to, to get, to get the success that you, that you really want in life. Oh, that's good. Something else I heard you touch on is just college. And I know a lot of people are thinking about going to college, maybe they're thinking about switching degrees. What's kind of your advice for someone that isn't really sure what they're doing? So if you're not really sure what you're doing, um, I guess my advice would be to, to take some time and, and, and evaluate yourself. And there's there's a lot of tests and things out there that you can do. You can go online and figure out, you know, what am I really good at? You, you might not really know, um, but there are, there are a lot of tests. There are a lot of uh, self-assessment tests that you can do and kind of figure out, you know, should I be in marketing? Should I be in business? Should I be in the trades? Um, the, the trades right now, and I'll tell you, I travel all over the United States, um, and and the biggest thing that we find in just about any company is is the lack of the people that want to get into the trades. Really, uh, it's it's incredible, and and I'm talking carpentry, electrical, plumbing, HVAC, any of that kind of stuff. I mean, painting, drywalling, um, concrete work. I mean, everywhere. Everywhere that I go, um, and and it's 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 crazy to know that if you if you went and and did a, a, a tech for say say you got a two year degree in, in in the trades, you could find a job pretty quick just about anywhere in the U.S. I mean it's insane. And what's great about it, um, I probably sound a little bit like Mike Rowe here, but um, he 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 says you can you can go and start off at a phenomenal uh, pay rate. I mean, you can, you can get a great salary. Um, you know, you're going to have to, you have to sweat a little bit, you know, you have to work at it. But, uh, I would tell you, I mean, at, at 43 years old now, um, I wish that I could still be out there hammering nails and, and really? doing that kind of thing. I, 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 I miss it. I, I loved it. I loved it. Um, but now I, now I take those, that skill set and I, and I do do something else obviously so yeah well, that's super cool would you recommend a four-year degree a two-year degree it really just depends on the person it really depends on the person i think a lot more companies now are opening up to the fact that um there's there's people out there that just don't have a two-year or four-year uh degree um maybe maybe some people just have a two-year degree really what what it is for me now now let's just say if i lost my job today um i don't have that two-year degree to to show right so how would I how would I end up getting a job? Well, exactly. obviously, I would I would have to take a look at you know what my resume consists of of you know running a company for 13 years, working business development for some large commercial contractors, and then working with a company like Speedy Mason, you know, uh, setting up distribution throughout the United States, developing a product from nothing, you know, doing the testing and writing the specifications and all you know all of that kind of stuff. So it, a lot of a lot of these uh, I think a lot of the entrepreneurs out there understand that if you have a good work ethic, um, you're not stupid. You can actually get a job just about anywhere. So you just have to set your mind to it and, and go for it. Well, that's good. So I know summer's coming up. Uh, a lot of us will be working a lot. What would be your advice to someone uh, doing something this summer or for a resume builder? 
What would be your advice for someone that just doesn't really know what to do this so, year? Yeah, so... Especially with Corona and everything. Right, right, with the coronavirus and everything. Um, one thing to do, one thing that you can do is get involved in your community, right? Um, uh, things like leading with power, uh, things like uh, the Rotary and, and things like that. Um, Any time that you can um, donate time or, or give back to the community, what, what that does is it, it does a few things. Number one, it, it, it improves your, your resume, you know, if you're, if you're volunteering for, uh, for something. Um, and then it also improves your network. You know, I, I, I encourage a lot of men to show up to Leading with Power just because it's a phenomenal network. It is so good. Let me tell you right now, secondhand, it's fantastic. I love it. Anyway, I just had to throw that in there. No, that that's a that's a great plug, and I appreciate that. But we have, you know, average attendance before the coronavirus was about 160 to 170 men. Um, we had 334 men show up one time over a lunch hour when Don Weber spoke. Um, we've had we've had you know 280 290 in some some cases wow. now that corona went through we're kind of rebuilding that but still you know this last month we had 80 people show up but we're talking 80 people from all sorts of different walks of life we have we have the banking industry construction you know financial any anything that you can really think of we have kind of the the the, the cream of the, the cream of the crop right you know i mean they're they're there so you can network with those people and get involved. So any kind of networking opportunity that you can get involved in, and that's that's what really um, set me apart when I was younger. I was involved in as much stuff as I possibly could be, and that really helped me out when when it came to connecting with people uh, uh, later on in life. 100%. And then just to kind of wrap things up, what would be the best summer job? Would you volunteer more? Would you work as much as you can to save as much money? What would you do? So I'm I'm now to a point in my life where I look back on that and say, well, what could I have done? I, I probably would have worked harder and and just eliminated as much debt as possible. Okay. You know, that's try and pay stuff with cash, you know, that kind of stuff. Save your money, um, live inside of your means. Um, that's that's really a big thing. But find a job that you can that you can work at. That's I mean, and whatever that is, you know, that that could be in construction, that could be, I mean, I, I look at this, uh, I look at the, the industry that I'm in with um, masonry and, and thin brick and, and stone and stuff like that. You find a, you find companies out there, everybody's looking for something. I mean, everybody is looking for work right now. So if you're, if you're willing to, to get up in the morning and, and get after it, you're going to succeed. That's awesome. And then this, um, book of the hour of power which one was that one again so the the book that that is in is uh success principles success principles, yep, success by, principles by jack canfield perfect i'll yeah. put that in the show notes so everyone can go check that out but just do a little recap we learned so much about pride and the effects of pride and what it takes to do to get ahead such as entrepreneurship and what tony's thoughts were on that and then we also took a look at colleges and what we should be doing this summer so Tony, thank you so much for coming and doing this today. Again, Leading with Power, fantastic event. Go check them out on Facebook. It is fantastic. Best hour, hour and a half of your life. Awesome people there. And thank you so much for coming on the show. Hey, thanks a lot, Jackson. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. Uh -huh.